From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And I'm Katie. And this is the best beer show on the internet. Oh yeah, we're back. We sure are. <laughs> I mean, not that, I mean, not that there was a gap for well, you guys. Th- no, there was. There was a week gap. Oh, there was. There was. There was one week. Because yeah. we only recorded the one episode that one day. That's true. Because we got tired and we wanted to do other things like drink beer. We're very tired, yes. Um, yeah, and we were we were missing Katie. And yeah. so it was Not like too. It, the magic was gone. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get too deep here, I want to give a shout out uh, to our sponsor, specifically the American Homebrewers Association. They do a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us during the AHA. We'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zamergy magazine. Click on the referral link above our homepage and join today. I also want to give a shout out to our patrons, specifically Black Belt patrons Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Devin Stinson, and Tyler Romanski. If you'd like to be as awesome as those patrons and our others, head on over to patreon.com slash and become a patron today. All right, Brian, what have you been up to beer-related lately? Oh, uh, enjoying all of the Oktoberfests. Um, it also, uh, we're up on Madeline, so we're yeah. drinking cool. all of the light domestic beer in the world. So it turns out if I turn up the master and then <laughs> after I had been adjusting for a lower master, I blow out my own eardrums. Yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> S- slowly moving myself away from the microphone. Yep. All right, we're good. Yeah, uh, not not a whole heck of a lot. Um, kind of playing around with a, a profile for our pilot system that's supposed to be coming in because I'm definitely um, getting excited about actually brewing some beer myself. Uh, oh, yeah, I have a bone to pick with you. Um, and if Katie had been here, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So, again, we need Katie. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was an exclusive dropped on Rules of the Arena and not on Homebrew Bound. Yeah. Uh, about your new pilot system. I Didn't I make the argument that I, that I was like, well, if Katie would have been here, then I would have. It was a pretty weak excuse. No, 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 it was a shit excuse. <laughs> so yeah, no, we're getting, we're getting, uh, we or we pulled the trigger on a, it's almost two barrels, an almost two barrel pilot system, mm-hmm. uh, and we're, uh, we're getting some some fermenters and and uh, some four barrel fermenters and uh, two barrel set set up, uh, and it's a it's a rims system, <clears throat> so recirculating infusion mash system. And you can program the recipes in, and there, uh, there aren't, there is not. I've been all over the internet's, and there, not that I can see, there's not a profile for Beersmith to give you a start. Because if you put that profile in Beersmith, it's not, it's not going to work the same as everybody. Because you know, elevation or okay. One one Mm -hmm. reason or another, there's incremental differences, and so you'll have to tweak it regardless. So that honestly sounds kind of fun. Exactly, that's why I'm excited about it because I like that part about it, and I haven't I haven't been excited about actually physically myself brewing a beer in a while. I just was sort of burned 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 out on it, but I'm I'm excited about that. So that's some some fun news. Um, I'm sure Katie's. What's the uh, what's what's the first beer you want to brew on it? Oh, I don't know. I. I think we were we were throwing around the idea of 
Well, we have we have some beers that um, like we have a a red a red lager, the Arzoro Rojo. So some of the beers yeah. that we we brew traditionally that we kind of just need, but we don't want to brew fifteen barrels. Okay. Yeah. So that There's... was that idea. There was an idea of taking one of our um, our West Coast IPA and making it a double, double mm-hmm. IPA just to sort of play with the system with a beer yeah. we understand but if it turns out differently it's not a okay. big yeah. deal we have so. um a number of accounts around our in our distribution markets at, between minnesota and wisconsin that uh we do were you know like a house beer so the bar next to our brewery is called ziggy's and they wanted a house you know like light lager so we did we gave them our minnesconsin hellas and they named the beer ziggy's stardust and then the other bar, another bar down the street, it's called Lucky Dog Light, uh, or there's Lucky Dog Amber. Um, there are there are several bars in Minnesota that have uh, either Zorro or Minnesconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a disc golf course in Clearwater, Minnesota, that's taking uh, Crooked Grin as a house beer and calling it um, Airborne IPA. And then they're doing Lynx Lager for Minnesconsin. So we do offer that from time to time. <clears throat> Turns out that oftentimes it's one of the top sellers. Okay. Yeah. So when you have your own branded beer, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, but a yeah. Hop and Barrel makes it. Oh, that's cool. So it's. But kind for of for example, with the Zorro Rojo, our our Amber Lager, it's mm-hmm. it, it isn't quite um, a popular enough seller for us yeah. to can. It's a great beer. It's just mm-hmm. didn't yeah. hit hit it off in right. the market. So for for us to be able to fill a four barrel fermenter and you know have eight kegs of it for for those um, house just beers, just those few accounts that maybe bar- probably go through yeah. a keg a month. Does that yeah. mean that black lager, that Schwartz beer is coming back? Maybe. Oh, because that was amazing. That was amazing. I, I too. really hope yeah. so. I mean, that, I, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough to not be able to um, make beers that are really amazing and mm-hmm. that you know it's it's the, I call it the Badger Hill problem. You know, Badger Hill they have four award winning. I think it's four. I mean, Timmy will correct me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming, but it's m- many beers. They have several beers that they don't make anymore, and they are award-winning Great American Beer Festival, multiple awards, multiple medals, don't make them. They don't sell. Because they just don't yeah. sell. So yeah. styles are, have gone out of popularity, which is kind of a cool piggyback for the style we're going to talk yeah. about in today's yeah. episode. But And I and I get excited. I'm getting excited about the system um, because I think we all, you know, there's basically four of us that collaborate on recipes, and we do it pretty pretty well and, and fairly, but it'll be fun for... You know, for Brian, just to, this is my beer, my recipe for me to take a turn at some point. Um, but I also like the idea of taking some of our regular house beers and maybe, you know, switching do, yeah, some do, of the process or riffs on it or just seeing. Yeah, like let's switch up the hops in our, for example, hazy IPA to see if we can, you know, alter the recipe enough just to put it over that edge that we're looking for. Yeah, with definitely. That beer. There's there's. <clears throat> You know, we to say we don't tweak the beers that are on the market is is incorrect. We definitely yeah, like our West Coast IPA is selling tasting better than it ever has. It is selling better than it ever has, and that's uh, crooked. Yes, mm-hmm. and that there, is, and there's a reason one why. One of my favorite beers is yeah. so good because yeah. of the the constant. Um, but no, but tweaking. like this mm-hmm. this like this smaller system actually gives you guys an, an excuse and an opportunity to stretch your creative recipes mm-hmm. a little bit. Like. Yeah, and we've and we and you know the other thing is is we've gotten to the point where with distribution we don't have tank space to have fun Not little one offs at all. I mean we we in 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 twenty twenty we have well there was a there was that blip because of COVID shutdowns mm-hmm. where we had a little more tank space so we did a uh, 
uh, another kind of hazy IPA that we we put in the tap room called While You Were Away. Um, but besides that, we we have one available brew space for a, a one-off beer, and the rest of it has to be all the production production stuff. So yeah. to have a little flagship yeah. or a, you know a, a little, small batch, yeah. we'll be able to just to do stuff in the tap room. Uh, yeah, and, and, and they're tap room exclusive beers right. too, which is fun for for people coming in. Well, and, and you can correct. do something fun. You can make uh, Brian and Justin make a beer. And we you and, and Ethan I, do a beer, yeah, and then yeah. see which one sells better. Justin like, and I are like just for ownership of the brewery. Sure. You know, you guys win. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> I think in in. The course of the tradition, I think Justin and I are going to uh, try to brew the first beer together like we did on the the other system and try not to have a domestic like we did. the. First. <laughs> 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 we were both so crabby that day. Well, was... you know, when Justin only wants to brew a black IPA, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it should be, should be really fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, anything else? Uh, well, what have you been up to? Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been, um, I don't know, brewing related. It's kind of the same old stuff, keeping up with production. I feel like I finally, uh, or Ethan and I have finally kind of gotten into a stride about w- what needs to happen in the brewery, um, and that feels pretty good. Uh, we have a new J- just in time a new for co-worker. a new employee yeah, we to have start a new, tomorrow. Uh, we have a new we have a new part time. Um, uh, brewery staff, I guess. Um, she'll be doing taking over some of the QC okay. lab stuff that I was doing when I originally started. Yeah. And um, being the second brewer there, I just haven't had time. There's so we have a whole no time. A few, you know, we have a few a few things that we want her to focus on, uh, mainly water testing mm-hmm. for our batches and a dissolved oxygen testing. So I'm gonna have to. Oh, nice. Show her the ropes on that. Yeah. Well, it takes like a bunch of stuff off of your plate then too. Well, it, you know, it's stuff that just says ha- well, haven't been hasn't, doing. Yeah, you know, yeah. but um, it's it'd be nice for us to, you know, we 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 discovered a lot of things about our beer uh, because of things like dissolved oxygen testing. Realizing that oh crap, like you know, the canning line just for some reason or the other was totally malfunctioning about six months, maybe, actually no, it was probably like nine months ago at this point, early very early part of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. And and um, if we hadn't, if I hadn't been doing those dissolved oxygen tests to realize that they were kind of off the charts, we wouldn't have uh, fixed the problem probably soon enough, and it would have probably been a little bit more catastrophic for our yeah. s- our um, what people perceive how the, how our beer is because yeah, of that. So why you make the investment on the lab? <clears throat> uh. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> If if you're gonna start a craft brewery in the in these times, a lab is, seems important. Spend money on the lab. Th- yeah, and we we've, we've hammered that quite a bit. Yeah. I think yeah. on this show, doesn't have to be super fancy. No, it really doesn't. Um, you know, at, at Hop we have a, an actual room dedicated to it to store all the equipment, and that's helpful. But um, it doesn't have to be a, a large space. It can just be you know we're gonna have our water testing equipment, our DO, and then you know we've we've got a whole gamut of other things that we have available, but. Those are a few important things. So that's that's kind of what's been on my mind as far as, besides everything else with the brewery, is sort of, sort of trying to figure out how to train her and in what what, what we're looking for. Okay. Yeah, we really probably should come have work. I talk about that later. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, came, it came quick. Yeah, it, it did. All quick, of a sudden. All of a sudden here. So. Well, we were we had we had a kind of a fun a fun week last week. We went on a 
well, one of the days on Wednesday, we went on a, a golf outing and uh, it was a blast. Uh, both Justin and Brian had approached me about like, hey, we need to figure out what this new person. And I was like, can we talk about that after our fun week? Well, so <laughs> here we go. Right now she's starting tomorrow. Yeah. The, perf- so. t- the perfect time to make a, a training schedule uh, is yeah. on the golf course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Six that, beers deep. That was yeah. a, a <laughs> we we uh, had, uh, I had my own golf cart and I. I wasn't really golfing. I think I hit like two, maybe two shots. I yeah. Don't, I'm just not really. You're a just driving. Yeah. I just was driving around drinking beers and, and yeah. retrieving. Because it was balls. one of those um, like <laughs> best shot, best whatever. Oh, nice. Okay. So it, it, we were like, that's actually Brian. helpful then. <laughs> it, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, we, we, it moved us along pretty quickly. So that's good. Well, and then you guys, it, it was interesting because you, you like, as soon as everybody sort of kind of figured out like, oh, how to hit it a little better, it was like, okay, I'm not way off. Right. Yeah, you know, it was a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> more, more towards the fairway instead of the last hole. Yeah, we've got yeah. some work to do when it comes to the golf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I threatened to bring uh, discs to do frisbee golf, but I didn't know how the how the layout would be or how it would. I didn't know we were going to be that like by ourselves uh, you know, with these golf tournaments. It's like sometimes there's a like a game or like a thing at every hole, and I was like, well, if there's one of those at every hole, they don't really want right. to fucking. Uh, what uh, DOL remind me to talk to you about every uh, every sport golf. Got it. Um, but yeah, that's not really a <laughs> anyway. that's not, not really a homebrew <laughs> conversation. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we, let's we, see. We beer beer related, it. honestly, not much. Uh, Madeline was last week, still like kind of settling into the new place, figuring mm-hmm. all that stuff out. Hopefully, getting an actual uh, fridge that I can put a kegger or put some taps in uh, the next few weeks here, and then um, getting my. Uh, glycol chiller built, and then I can actually start brewing again. Nice. There's just so much carpet down here in the new studio. I'm kind of I know r- reticent to to to. Right. I I mean I have I have shoes off in the studio for the first time. It's weird. Like oh. feels nice. Um, hey, I used to have those oh. shoes. Same shoes. I uh, I mean the carpet's not great down here. We're gonna replace the carpet, <laughs> so it's fine. Do what you do. What feels best for you, Brian. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. You anyway, do. Yeah, <laughs> should we, we should we dive into yeah, this discussion topic? Yeah, we probably should. Yeah, it was a lot of digress. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Skip Oliver, um, listener, uh, suggested this discussion topic for us, and I thought it would be a good one to kind of talk about. Yes. Um, yes. Thank you, Skip Dog, and other listeners. If you have suggestions, we we take them to heart, and we usually work, yeah. try to work them in. So, so uh, he uh, his homebrew club talked about milkshake IPAs uh, the uh, um, I guess a couple of weeks ago, uh-huh. and it it had been his first introduction to them. Oh, okay. Awesome. Um, and so I I was like, oh shit! I thought this was a thing that kind of everybody knew about, but then again, there was me assuming. Because I guess we're so close to beer all the time yeah. that maybe like our our perspective is skewed. So let's let's talk about them. So first, like, what is a milkshake IPA? Brian, you wanna you wanna kind of walk us through this a little bit? Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess I'll try to keep it as vague as as possible here. But I mean, what we're we're talking about here uh, is an IPA that is is very much uh, hazy and and milky looking. Um, and which is sort of goes against the grain of trying to make the, the clearest beer uh, possible. Yeah, so we're in that like uh, that New England style or hazy mm-hmm. IPA. Yeah. Correct. You can I would imagine I don't I sort of lump I sort of lump those in. Um, okay. But I would say that you know over the past uh, twenty what twenty sometime around twenty fourteen this style sort of twenty fifteen Omnipoyo um, and. Uh, there was Gosh, one other what are the uh, t- tired hands. Yep, uh, yeah. did a collab 
and they did a riff on a beer that Omnipoil from Sweden had done, which was their their uh, smoothie IPA beer. So, that, so is it is it is it Omnipoil because Spanish speaking that would be correct, but I th- is Sweden is it Polo? Probably. I don't know. I'm very curious. Like now, I just want to talk to a Swedish person and know. I don't. We don't know any Swedish people, do we? I'm 50 percent Swedish, but <laughs> but it's like Minnesota Swedish, language. right? I do know. I do know somebody that does speak. So maybe if I if I get right. contact with, I can think of that and ask. But yeah. So uh, I mean, so this otherwise is, listeners, let, let us, us know. Let us know. Yeah, so this is a very very trendy um, sort of thing. Uh, the styles it's been you know prolif- proliferated by these talented New England breweries, which is kind of where the surge came yep. from. So like the Alchemist Treehouse Trillium, uh, they put the the spin on the IPA has popped up. Around the world, um, I will say one of the best I ever had was from Great Notion in Portland. Okay, they were fantastic. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we've we've seen double, triple, and even quadruple dry hop versions of this uh, style of beer. Um, say, dang it! How- well, so but so like that that's that's more hazy. Like yeah, so more hazy. The definition of like the milkshake, it has to have the lactose in it, right? Yeah. Getting to that. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. So sorry. no, no, and that's fine. So the like as far as far as the yeast strain goes, that I was gonna say Kyvek again, but it's actually like Kvike. Kvike. Bjorn Bjorn's in school. This again, it's Kvike. Yep. Like so, the Kev from Kevin. Right. And the Ike from Bike. Right. So Thank I, you, Bjorn. So I think the, I think the big the big piece here <laughs> to to understand. Or for example, hike. I'm sorry. I well, yeah, I, I, those are, those are the examples that <laughs> like, he used. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that's great. Yeah. Mm. The big piece of this is that there's lactose in it. Yes. And sometimes vanilla. And you're you basically should. trying to make the beer taste like a milkshake. Yep. And in order to do that, also adding. You know, kvike yeast and sour cultures or fruit um, is is kind of a big deal. And there, I think one of the reasons why fruit started getting introduced to this is, you know, brewers are, were looking for a way to add more of a culinary approach to, to making these beers. And so another thing is that green apple puree, that pure pectin that... Um, puts the permanent haze in the beer was another thing that they they were sort of adding and so it it sort of was like the perfect storm or like a kind of a snowball effect. It, it always it always amuses me just a little bit when we start talking about like pectins and like hazy beers. Um we have spent like humanity has spent so much time and effort figuring out how to make those drop out of solution and yeah. break them down like if you look at ciders, pectin Pectin haze was a massive problem for cideries. And they're like, we want to make clear ciders, but we can't because of all this pectin. And then they they found chemicals that broke it apart. And now we're like, well, let's just add that back in. Yeah. Right. So but, I mean, the same goes for like Brett yeast. Like wineries yeah. were like, no, bad-ish, you know, <laughs> yeah. like danger. And now brewers are like, sure, let's do it. Yeah. So. so the structure of this beer is, the structure of a milkshake IPA would be an IPA that you've made hazy with, you know, one one technique or another you know wheat oats uh, uh, some some chip malt some adjuncts to, to make it thicker heavier uh, the pectin um, but it, what we're talking here is a hazy IP that's hazy IPA that's brewed with milk sugar so the combination of milk sugar and fruit is what really sort of defines these beers and puts them into that category now adding vanilla is another just another step yeah so that's in a, uh, that was kind of a larger nutshell. No, uh, no, but that was a very good description, I think. It's, I mean, it's almost like take your favorite milkshake. I, I, I want a blueberry milkshake, so you would add blueberry puree, 
maybe some vanilla bean as well because you know that's always going to be a component of a milkshake is that vanilla flavor and it's all that you know really thick um probably the color of whatever puree you're using if it's going to be you know whether it's blueberry raspberry or trying to mimic the mouthfeel sensation of like a a, of a milk stuff Mm -hmm. yeah um so i in in the notes here i tried to do a little um like i kind of like a bjcp thing here so like appearance aroma mouthfeel flavor um katie what like so appearance wise let's start with you like what what are the characteristics you'd say for appearance for a milkshake ipa i think it i mean haze is a big thing extremely hazy um again if you're using fruit in my opinion it should it should mimic the similar color if you're you know if you're shooting for a you know i use the example of like a blueberry milkshake it should be should be a blue beer. It should be a blue <clears throat> beer if it's raspberry, red, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I would say a, a good amount of of foam retention on that beer would probably be helpful. It should look thick. Okay. So sometimes foam retention can help a beer do that. You know, you think about uh, oatmeal stout that isn't. You know, it's like it's got that nice hefeweizen head too. or a hefeweizen yeah, is a good if example if too. Into that, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. and I I find that like with the milkshake ideas, you always get a fun looking head too, especially if there's fruit added. Mm-hmm. Like it, like just the tint of the head is yep. always kind of fun yeah. to look at. Um. Yeah. I. I yeah. Uh, aroma. I like. It's an IPA, so a large amount of like fruity hop aroma, like mm-hmm. specifically like that tropical pineapple or any of those fruity notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think spicy not necessarily in style or resiny or resiny Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't really want that a lot of late hop additions yeah and and dry hops and this is this is where you can play with the zero ibu ipa yeah Yeah. so this this is the Mm -hmm. the perfect time for that that and if you listen to the next episode we'll get more in depth in into this but this is where you can take smaller increments of hops and do them one two three four Different dry hop, different levels. dry hop. Yeah. So that that's the hook for the teaser for the, the next episode. We'll understand. Ooh, I well, like well, that. Can right. you start doing that for every episode, Brian? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes our shit is pretty non-linear. So <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, it's a long story short. There's a reason why doing smaller, uh, smaller dry instead of taking, you know, twenty pounds of hops and jamming them all in there at once, you 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 break it up into increments of five or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the math isn't correct on that, but but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. If you want the math, listen to the next listen episode. to the next episode. Yeah, yep. Um, the other thing, if you're adding fruit, you want to be able to smell the fruit and the aroma. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. don't like this is not a beer to hide the fruit in. Yeah, old I mean, factory. well, and any beer that you're putting fruit in, don't hide the fruit. Yeah, olfactory. Yeah. Like they always say, like taste or <clears throat> sorry, smell smell is like a huge part of taste. Yep. So yeah. Uh, Brian, you want to tackle mouthfeel for us? Mouthfeel. So we're talking, like I said, the the mouthfeel of a uh, milk stout. Uh, so smooth, viscous. Um, so similar, like it, well, it says it again here in the notes. So look, similar to what you would expect in a milk stout. And now the proof is proof's in the pudding. You can make a beer that's not dark, taste dark by adding things into it you can like, smooth uh, it out like some kind of white stout that pours like syrup that was insane yeah. yes <laughs> yeah yes. so uh the vis that viscous the most i would say the most viscous beer that i've brewed is was this uh, this white stout and it, it why it, was it, it so poured viscous? out of the tap slowly slow it was so thick i mean i can't it wasn't quite m- it was almost motor oily actually it, yeah you know, was, maybe like it's like a, early like spring heated, syrup. Heated, heated fresh motor mo- motor oil oh there consistency. you go yeah. so, but it so, and that had 40% flake 
Yeah, tell us about the, the grist. About um, I can't remember. I mean, I know we use basically all of the adjuncts, like wheat, oats, barley. Uh, are, yeah, fl- flaked barley? Yeah, flaked yeah, barley, yeah. flaked oats, flaked wheat, and then I think we maybe the like, torrified wheat or something. I, can't, I don't have it in front of me, but it was it up, 40, yeah. 40% of that. And, Four, you know, so 40% of the beer was adjunct, which is insane. Yeah. So then how many zillions of pounds of rice hulls went into the... Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually we used 100 pounds, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's like quite yeah, a bit. For a 15-barrel batch, yeah. That's a, that's a lot of rice hulls. <laughs> Wow. Um, so that right. was another adjunct that was it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so the the only one like so I, I was trying to um, like isolate like a, f- a good like set of flavor descriptors for milkshake IPA, and I like I just I wasn't I wasn't coming up with anything good. Um, do you guys have any ideas on how to? And I mean this it's I think it's all about the the opinion of the brewer and the consumer. But I, yeah. in my opinion, it shouldn't be overly bitter. It should you, most of those. Most of that uh, hop characteristic should come in with the aroma, um, and it should taste like some sort of milkshake, like know? an ice cream sweetness, like a yeah. vanilla like sweetness. Yeah, yeah, and okay. you know, vanilla is a really good, a good a- a- additive to you know maybe some add, add some vanilla beans or something like that to your to the beer at whatever point. Okay, to give it that you know vanilla you know, um, all milkshakes if they're if they're handmade, start with vanilla ice cream. So, you know, that's a good start. And if you mm-hmm. wanted to add raspberries to it, you could. If you wanted to add, well, I don't know, butterscotch and chocolate might be a little weird with those hops. But anyway. Well, and then, like, if like, you start uh, adding butterscotch in, we've worked so hard to keep butterscotch out of it. That's our- a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I just have Just ferment to- it hot. Here, yeah, let's, yeah. Yeah, let's put a, a yeah, known no. off flavor into this beer. Yeah, that's a, I didn't even think about that. I just was thinking milkshake. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think fruity, I think fruity milkshake is probably another characteristic. I do remember, though, like when this style sort of came out, people freaked out and were like, that is not beer. And we were even talking about this on the way. Yeah, over we're talking. Where, yeah, there's a lot of strong opinions. Yeah, about I've this sort style. of resigned myself to the just think of it from the business side, like the. Did this get made at your brewery? Yes. Is it a beer? Yes. There's a base to it, but is it totally a beer? Not really. Is is it going to sell right now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, are you trying to make money <laughs> at your brewery? Yes. So, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the the number of people that come in, and I don't I don't work the front of the house very much at all, but I would assume that you know if if one of those folks were here, they would. You know, do you have an IPA? Do you have a hazy IPA? That question gets asked multiple times a day um, because that's what people yeah. are looking um, for right now. It's too so, bad lager is not a new style because then people would be like, hey, can I get that lager? You got to You just like, I mean, you just got to make that IPL you happen, You got a German man. lager? Oh, man. Huh. Yeah, we've done an IPL. Yeah. Um, so one. I guess before we get into how we brew, uh, like, or tips for brewing one of these, um, I kind of want to talk about... Just like the style in general, like does it really belong in the IPA category? Just an opinion no. type thing. Mm, not at all. No, I don't think so. Okay, I don't. It belongs, I, I, it belongs in specialty, especially if you're, you know, you, you know, specialty exactly because you know you have this, this, this uh, IBU spectrum that IPAs and are, they should be towards the, the, the zero. The side. focus is yeah, not on these, hops yeah. here. Yep, that's yeah, that's true. It's um, use it's, but it is. It, I mean, it is utilizing hops. To get that aroma that you're looking for, but is that make it an IPA? Right. I mean, you are throwing in a ton of it, but that I mean, doesn't... I was looking at this. The, we have a milkshake sour IPA that we've done at at Hop, and I mean, 
the amount of hops we put in this throw in this beer is crazy, but yeah. it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't. It, it doesn't mean you know. it's yeah. Yeah. Um. So, do you think the IPA moniker attached to this? Like, so if if it was just like milkshake beer or whatever, do you think? Like from a from a marketing standpoint, do you think that would be better than calling it an IPA? Because I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, IPAs, they're too mm. bitter." No, because I they're think that hoppy. I or mean, do you think that's completely changed now? I think that people's perspective on what an IPA can taste like has changed enough. So okay. if they see that's a milkshake IPA or a hazy IPA, they're not going to assume bitter, bit like crazy bitter. Okay. However, I think that anybody that says I'm not an IPA drinker, I think you should taste. Because there are some IPAs out there that are very aggressively hopped. Mm-hmm. Like but there are some other West ones. Coast. Yep. But there are some ones. I mean we, we have at we have this triple IPA that we did the uh fifth fifth triple. Oh, and I have beer. I have I have multiple people that I know personally that have told me I do not like IPAs and they love that beer. Yeah, because there's something else about it. Yeah. Um, maybe it's the maybe it's the eleven percent or whatever, you know. It, that could Smooths be exactly out the bitterness yeah, a little yeah, bit. Something you like get that. Some of that like alcohol you get, in there. get that heat in there. But yeah, so don't pineapple. I don't think you should is it from would, from fifth would, from fifth triple yeah it's, it's, yeah it's, it's a big pineapple but bomb. you know and I've I've been told many times by many people that they enjoy the IPAs I brew because they're not IPA they're not super bitter <laughs> this one yeah. is really smooth and I, I I can't put my finger on what they're what they mean it's by that, that it's that tongue stripping IBU yeah. resiny like yeah. coats your tongue and you can't taste anything yeah. but IPA so don't don't judge an IPA by its cover I think if you know if it looks good. You can always ask for a taste of it, and you might be surprised. All right. Well, let's talk about brewing one because this is like I, I guess that's why people listen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they want to brew some beer. Yeah. Right out of town. Right. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I did like in my research, every recipe was talking about honey malt for mm-hmm. some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure why. I feel like Treehouse or Trillium used it at one point, and so now like it's just a staple. Is this like that that situation where somebody mentioned at some point in BJCP that all Scott Ale should have peat malt in it? Yeah, I think so. I and feel then, like that's... And it's like, no, that's not a thing. No, none of... No, <laughs> the smoke isn't... No. Yeah. yeah no, they, no. they mentioned... Well, they, what, what happened is... And this is probably 15 years ago at this point, but they mentioned something about a slight smoky character. And yep. it was just like some crazy taster taste. Got and some. then people were like, oh, you got to throw smoke malt. No, Scott malt. Yeah. keep that out of your <laughs> Scottish uh, ales. Oh yeah, my so God. honey malt. I have, I've not used a lot of honey malt because I, I, well, I did it once and I was told to be conservative with it. And I thought I was, and it was, it still came through in a, in a very strange way. Okay. Are you talking about the honey malt? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm always yeah. really reluctant about it, but it does have a, it does lend a sweetness that, that a yeah. milkshake IPA definitely would benefit from. Yeah, a okay. lot of, a lot of these recipes that, that I've run into or that I've, you know, sat down and sort of hammered out have said honey malt, honey malt. Um, and, and maybe there's something to it. I don't mm-hmm. like I, I haven't brewed this style, so this yeah. is all kind of conjecture. Um, you guys have done a a milkshake sour at the yep. brewery. Yep. You guys Which have, is a little bit different. Yep. Uh, no honey malt in it. No, no. no. Um, but so essentially, do you kind of want to build this like you would any other hazy IPA with high protein mm-hmm. malt, like chip so. malt and stuff like I, that? I would I would let that. 
I would let that mash rip at 155 or above uh, for 60 yeah, minutes. Yeah, for sure, high mash. Um, Pil- Pilsner malt or base malt works fine. You can do a combination. It, it, you're not really looking for a depth of flavor here, so yeah. do, you know, be, keep your keep your mash bill a little so, simple. So keep it real simple. Mm-hmm. We're talking like Pilsner, white wheat, uh, flaked oats, and honey malt. If you know, or you can do um, a red wheat if you want to. That, that dextrin carafoam. That too, chip mm-hmm. malt works. Yep. Also, uh, that's pretty straightforward. Uh, I would keep the, if you're doing water, I would keep the water profile towards an IPA. So uh, Calclor's up there. Your pH has normal 5.2 to 5.4. I wouldn't go any higher than that um, if you're into the pH adjustment and all that. Then um, uh, we said something about rice hulls earlier too. I would definitely in this beer. Yeah. Definitely add some of those to, mm-hmm. to buff, buffer as a buffer for your. Um, for all the adjuncts. Yeah. All the adjunct, the mash bed, you're going to, yep. you know. Um, all right, uh, hopping schedule. So this this is where things get interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there and say don't bother until flame out. I second that. No, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, no early bidding. I would, I would whirl. Yeah. I would. You could whirlpool, but I would rely on mm-hmm. after flame out whirlpool and um, dry mm-hmm. hop. Yep. You're, you're gonna get. So if you, you're if you're not using. If you're not using a like a pilsner or something that really needs um, a vigorous or a long vigorous boil to drive off all those DMS precursors, would a shorter boil work for this? Like a thirty minute? I I, I always do seventy five minute boils. I don't okay. have. I just feel weird about. It. I know there's a bunch of studies and stuff I can yep. read, but I don't. I'm not comfortable not boiling for at least mm-hmm. sixty, especially if you're using a pilsner malt. I well, know, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I know everything pills. is so highly modified these days, and blah blah blah. But yeah, but pills. And are this mine. is a. I mean, this. Is the, but the good, a good question is, is you know, I use a seventy-five minute boil because I think it it takes care of all those like hot break proteins. That too. Okay. But also, this is a beer that those proteins help with haze. Yeah. However, so, does that is that going to benefit the 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 taste of this? I mean, you could have the right. best hazy looking beer, but those hot break proteins are in there, maybe causing uh, different off flavors down the line that. Really, that we haven't make it really worth worried it? about. Yeah. yeah. So Okay, so do a full boil. I'm, I'm of that, that opinion. Uh, whirlpool, probably a hop stand maybe. That could be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then dry hop, of course. I'm, I'm, if you're going to dry, the earlier, in my opinion, the earlier you dry hop, the more grassiness that you mm-hmm. get, which is pretty acceptable in hazy IPAs, but you might want to, you might want to watch that a little yeah, bit with a milkshake. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. You, you know, milk, milkshakes don't taste grassy. Right. No. Well, and after reading the chapter that we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't believe all this stuff leads up to that. It, it kind of does. A, there's a lot, actually. Well, but. I mean, we're talking about hazy IPAs in that book. We're talking about hazy yeah. IPAs here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to want to do uh, multiple smaller editions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you're going to get more complex flavors. Uh, make sure that the hops that you're choosing, if you're adding a fruit, uh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, when to add lactose? Let's talk about that. Oh, in, the, in the boil. Yeah, we in usually add it 10 minutes ten, left in the boil. 10 minutes okay. is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when to add fruit? Post. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. Se- second. Po- post fermentation. Maybe even, maybe in, you know, if, if you're a, yeah, secondary or like in our, if in you, our, in, yeah. in our scenario it would be in the bright tank. Okay. Try if to figure you, out how yeah, to get if, it in there. Yeah. If you secondary, that's, you know. Yeah. You, you, you don't want it. I don't think I, you. I don't, you, I don't like the term secondary. You because don't, it's it comes oh. from secondary fermentation. You're not oh. doing another fermentation. Yeah, no, and you don't uh, want yeah. uh, the the fermentation to start again. So yeah. we can t- we can talk about that once we get into the fermentation because 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, you want to like so do it like after a transfer, or you could you could I guess like uh, but if you don't do it after the transfer, you're more likely to start another fermentation once you add new sugars into there, especially mm-hmm. with that yeast. Yeah. Cake there. So if we want to kind of move into the yeast and fermentation yeah. part, this is this is tricky. So what we're working with here is you're looking for a yeast strain that's not going to flock a ton. It, you want. A part, a part of this style, and it is acceptable. Like Conan and yeah, so you, you're looking for something specific, like the like a British London Three is a popular one. Yep. Imperial uh, yeast makes what a twenty four, which is a, a I think that's a, like a I don't remember. Yeah, I have to you, look, you I want a, you want a low flock strain. Low, low flock mm-hmm. strain, um, and the problem here when you're adding the fruit in the secondary is that there's with these low flock strains are still going to in it's desirable to have still have some yeast up in the suspension for to to keep with the haziness but once you start jamming fruit into this and then you you know you you're canning or doing bottles uh you're going to run into bottle bombs explosions mm-hmm. things like that I just so, had a weird idea yeah. um and I I just I'm going to interject with it because it. I think it's a fun weird idea what if you do like a hef strain and do like a strawberry banana milkshake IPA. It's Would that work? Done. Oh, has it been done? Okay, I don't know. Dave, Dave's from Brew Farm. Oh, Dave's Brew Farm did it. Nice. He he was making IPAs with Hefeweizen and yeast before any of this was. Oh yeah, no, no. Like Dave just he did weird stuff. He out did there, weird, and I didn't make it out there nearly enough. Yeah, exactly. But so that being said, a thing we do at the brewery is to add sodium benzoate in order to make sure that the yeast yep. isn't active anymore to cause a secondary fermentation yeah. because we have had that problem. We absolutely did have cans that <laughs> oh were God, like that exploding scary. in people's fucking hands and yeah. on the shelf. It sucked. Yeah. So yeah. For, fortunately we haven't had it multiple times no, like, like other was, popular breweries yeah. <laughs> that yeah. can't seem to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and so yeah, sodium benzoate could be your friend with the hazy IPA for sure. Milkshake. Well, um, both. sorry, maize. Yeah, milkshake. Really um, both. Or just, a sh- or gotta, a shandy for this. Yeah, you got to You get. You know, just figure out how much you need in that beer. Um, the other thing that you're gonna you're gonna need to do with with a ha- a milkshake or a hazy beer is shake shake the the package. You know, whether you're canning, bottling, kegging, every so often you're gonna have to go in there and roll it. And I've heard mm-hmm. I've heard uh, heard tales of breweries actually telling distributors and uh, vendors that you know you have this beer of ours on tap. You need to go into the cooler and and roll it and make sure that gets up in suspension because those are those are they're solid material and they sit in cold temperatures and they're going to drop to the bottom yeah and then you you get a deliciously clear beer they say that (laughs) uh, what what, you get what beer wants to be clear oh there are some there are some breweries that are putting that on the can like turn this upside down yep Mm -hmm. Before. Yeah, I've seen that. Like, that's that's fine. It just, or or uh, uh, some of them. I mean, for the uh, full been, effect, that's fine. It's, they've been printing the label upside down, so you store it, yeah. Uh, like yeah, lid side down, and then you pull it out. Yeah, that's that's pretty smart too. Yep. Yeah, but it need that needs to happen. I don't know if I want to do that much work as a consumer. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot of work. But you or as a, build a as six a, pack upside down a, and then you, know, you pull it up as and you a tap flip it. as a tap room or a bar employee like oh here we go I gotta go back I gotta go and, rouse this and keg. shake up six half barrels of beer well, you know that's just it seems like a lot that's, to me that's, that's, yeah, but that's anyway, what people want to, to each their own so. uh, yeah I think I think we've pretty much covered milkshake IPA in kind of a roundabout way yeah um, you, well what about hops like hop oh oh uh, hop wise uh, look at the fruit that you're adding. Yeah. And make sure you don't have something that conflicts. Mm-hmm. Clashes. Um, I, I mean, for these styles, like, 
the the like the New World, like New Zealand, mm-hmm. Australian hops, yeah. Galaxy, all those Vicks, big melon flavors, are Mandarina, Bavaria. Yeah, what did sure. we use to get all the pineapple in fifth? Well, Triple. that beer um, it has Simcoe and Chinook. Mm-hmm. Those are the two. So sh- probably the Chinook. Probably the Chinook. Yeah. yeah. So don't 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 shy away from those classic old school no, hops, no. but it just. Um, they're, they're, you gotta, you gotta, they're, they're you gonna, get, they're gonna be a lot more resiny. Yeah, especially you have depending to be careful with those a little yep. bit too. Do we sound like fuddy duddies being like, "Hey, make this"? Uh, yeah, and I mean the the, the fifth old world hops. the fifth triple, that beer I have very much intended it to, and I think I've said this on air before. I wanted it to be perceived where you get pineapple and armpits. That was the that was the yep. idea, and you don't you don't want armpits at a milkshake IPA. Um, nah, but, but, I, but I do in a in a West Coast triple IPA. That was my yeah, intention. So yeah. So I mean, we're talking about uh, what do I? Galaxy, Cashmere, Azaka, Citra, Mosaic, Eldorado. Mosaic, yeah. uh, Pacific Jade would work. Pacific Jade, Matuka, um, Rakao, Kawasaki. Like, uh, no, no, now we're in motorcycle. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I think I think that's pretty decent. If you guys have questions, and uh, yeah, yeah, if you guys want us to dive deeper into any of this, or just have questions on brewing your own, uh, let us know because we're definitely available to answer any of those. And that cute music brings us to the end of the show. And the, the head bobs. <laughs> Gotta get the head bobs in. Where did my notes go? Yeah, if you're like a. Subscribe or a, a, a patron. patron, you can watch. You can watch us head bob. Oh my gosh! I'm waving. There's cameras. <laughs> <laughs> How have you not noticed that? Before? Well, I, I, in the old studio, I, I sat out of out of range of the camera. Oh yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know if I like the spot. I might move over. I was wondering show. why you oh, picked that fine, spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel like I can't quite see Brian. Oh with yeah. All this no, riffraff. Well, you know, and new studio, new spots. It's a yeah. whole thing. New yep. studio. Who this? All right. Uh, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnerdstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Blinders Ninja. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace.